This is the Abraham's Wallet podcast. Abraham's Wallet spans the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Merry Christmas from from Abraham's Wallet, guys. I know we took a little break from our insurance series last week, and this week we're here to give you what you all want for Christmas, which is a a lengthy episode on whole life insurance, right? Okay. Well, I do think this is an interesting topic because a lot of people don't have any idea what the differences are between term insurance and whole life. And so this is your primer on what is permanent insurance, what is whole life insurance. I think it'll be useful to you guys. It's not too late to throw us your questions and have a shot at the Jeff Davenport free copy of I Am a Field. Uh, Jeff was an author who guest appeared on our podcast a few weeks ago. So if you would like to have a crack at a free copy of his new book, please send us your insurance-related questions. And I'm guessing some of you might have new questions after today's episode. Now, next week, we're going to be taking a, a Christmas vacation. And I feel really happy that this is the first week we have taken off since we kicked this podcast off. So thank you guys for listening. We hope you have a fantastic holiday with your families. And we will see you back the week after Christmas. In our last action-packed, suspense-filled episode, we left our hero, we'll call him Insurance, making another great biblical save. We saw the Abrahamic family leader, Think of him as Jimmy Olsen, the good-natured innocent who, frankly, needed a bit of super help at times, who hasn't banked orbit-escaping quantities of money just yet, purchasing himself some insurance, specifically life insurance. We saw why he would call upon his super buddy, how much life insurance he'd need, and for how long. And just as an aside, the mere fact that we discussed how long means that we were talking in that podcast about... You got it, term life insurance. So term life insurance is a specific kind of insurance hero that pays you a fixed amount if you happen to die during the next X number of years, in which that X is your term. So if you die in X plus one years, that's right, you get nothing. So in that way, term life insurance is not, sadly, more powerful than a locomotive. There is a stripe of insurance that we've foreshadowed as we've been discussing these things that will pay you a death benefit whenever you die, so long as you've kept paying your premiums. And it even accumulates cash value over time so that you can borrow against it or just trade it in for bricks of cash if you choose. This strange being from another planet is called permanent insurance. Sounds like an amazing product, right? Well, before you guys pounce... Let me say up front that I'll be advising most of you to avoid this particular guy. Yet, there are a few of you who should absolutely put him on your squad. How, you ask, is a Jimmy Olsen like me supposed to divine which category he falls into, and whether he should befriend permanent insurance? Well, he listens to the rest of the podcast and stops trying to rush me, okay? Sheesh. One quick caveat. 
this family of insurance-related articles and podcasts that we've been doing for the last few weeks are admittedly just skimming the surface of many topics. So if you're already years into one of the policies described here in this in this podcast and are wondering what you should do, or if you're one of the folks who I say needs to consider permanent insurance, I recommend a free, no-strings-attached personal chat. That's what I do for a living, and you can hit me up at Outpost Advisors. Or heck, you can go find yourself another qualified financial planner as the final recommendations on this topic can get very case-dependent. But for most of you, I'm thinking that this podcast is going to give you a primer that will leave you with a good handle on the topic of term versus permanent insurance. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says there's a time for everything, even permanent insurance, and a season for every activity under the heavens. So Jimmy, I know what you're asking. You're a crack reporter, and you want to get to the bottom of insurance's many identities. I dig it. Ask good questions, Jimmy, and you'll get good answers. So question number one is, well, gee whiz, who is permanent insurance? I hear you. First off, permanent insurance, which includes products like whole life insurance and universal life insurance, combines savings and investment with insurance coverage. If you're already unsure that you're going to make it to the end of this whole podcast, then you can just take note of the thesis statement right now. We at Abraham's Wallet believe that investing and insurance are both important and good, but that it rarely makes sense to combine those two objectives. Got it? So how does combining insurance and investing work? Well, as you pay into these policies, you can pay either your premium or you can pay more than your premium, they build up cash value above just the normal death benefit that, say, a term life insurance policy would provide you. With that cash value, you could do any of four things. Number one, depending on your policy, you could invest it in stuff like stocks and bonds chosen by you. Or, number two, you could use it to pay your regular premiums meaning you could eventually stop paying premiums altogether if the cash value of the policy was growing large enough that the interest that you gained covered your premiums. That would be pretty sweet, right? Or number three, you could just keep building up the cash value in the policy as an asset, basically a glorified savings account. And lastly, number four, you can generally take out loans against the cash value of your policy. Is this confusing? All you really need to know is that you're paying more than the insurance coverage would cost you, as you know from last week on term insurance, uh, and you're going to be investing that inside of an investment vehicle, which in this case just happens to live inside of an insurance policy. You should know up front that this permanent insurance character, because of his unique properties, is going to run you way more on a monthly basis than a term insurance policy with the same death benefit. That's just how it is, okay? So, question number two, why do people call upon permanent insurance anyways? I like how you're thinking, Jimmy. First off, they buy it because it was sold to them. I know this is going to be controversial, but I have a hunch that you could leave all the Abrahamic geniuses in a room for a few decades and charge them with designing the right product to insure their families against disaster And those wise guys would never come up with a product that works like permanent insurance, most of the offerings that we see out there today. Whole life insurance is sold, not bought, as we say in the biz. To wit, 
Commissions are very different for a term life policy and a whole life policy. If an agent sells you a term policy, they'll often receive something like 50% of the premiums you pay in the first year and then 10% of your premiums thereafter. So on a $2.5 million 20-year term policy with a $1,200 annual premium, we're talking about 600 bucks up front and then $120 every year that you keep the policy going for the term. Let's compare that with the commissions that are paid on whole life policies, which are frequently in the $25,000 to $50,000 range up front. Which one would you push if you were worried only about you? That's right, Jimmy, you're not crooked. I wish everyone was as idealistic as you, but many people just want money. I could zap this whole article with a freeze ray and just go on a little tangent about insurance agents masquerading as financial planners while operating with no fiduciary duty to their clients. I could do that, Jimmy, but I won't, okay? Let's just leave it at it's sad and move on. Proverbs 11.14 says, Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Okay, you say, so it's sold, but what are the selling points? (laughs) Oh, Jimmy, that's your way, isn't it? Always bringing us back around. You're a journalist. I get it. Well, people buy permanent insurance, number one, to get the death benefit when their family will need it. So people buy these products because they do have real needs. They need a death benefit in case they die before accumulating enough wealth to provide for their dependents in their absence, as we have discussed in our previous podcasts. Whole life insurance does that, but it does it very expensively. Often the premium is 10 times what you would pay for a term policy with the same death benefit. 10 times. If you need $2.5 million of coverage, you could even pay as much as $2,500 a month instead of just 100 bucks. The mutants of Planet 10X are not to be trifled with, okay? So when we say 10 times, that's kind of a baseline level. It goes up from there. Anyways, Now, the second reason people buy these policies is to get the death benefit when they grow old and die. But that whole life policy lasts for your whole life, right? Well, yes. Some people buy these policies because they pay a death benefit when you reach an age where term life insurance would start to get very expensive. So think in your 70s or 80s. But if you've done your job, you won't be needing a death benefit at that age, Jimmy. You'll have saved and invested well, and with a basket of assets you'll be entrusting to your future generations, nobody will be depending on your death benefit for their survival. So, this is, in our eyes, unnecessary insurance if it's just there for the death benefit. Number three, because it's a good way to invest. Again, the key selling point is that whole life insurance accumulates cash value over time that you can cash out, borrow against, or pass along to your heirs. Remember that list up above that we talked about? Yeah. So those things are all true. But in order to know if this is a good way to accumulate wealth, we need to consider the alternatives. Comparison shopping, all right? So let's go back to that price difference I mentioned earlier. Let's say you've run your home and your dough like a biblical boss, and you've got $30,000 per year, hey, high five, to use for insurance and investment. That's your combined slush. Now, you could go snag a term life insurance policy for 1200 bucks a year and invest the other $28,800 in the market, or you could dump the whole deal into a whole life insurance policy. If you took our advice around here and separated out your insurance and investing dollars, would you be better off than if you had been building up cash value in a whole life policy 
and getting a death benefit? The short answer is usually yes. If all you're after is investment benefits, you can do better by meeting your insurance needs with a term policy and by investing your own money. If you don't believe me, go ask Dave Ramsey or the White Coat Investor or pretty much all the financial bloggers on the internet. So, next question. Why would anyone want to hire this superhero? He sounds more like a supervillain to me. <laughs> now we're starting to jive, Jimmy. But the answer is that some whole life policies do offer guaranteed returns, and they can be good options for people who have a ton of extra cash each month and don't want to risk the up and downs of regular investing. So let's assume that you buy a whole life policy early on in your career and you hold it until you die. Something that almost never happens, but we'll get to that in a second. If you're one of those rare birds who sticks to the original plan, you'll usually see a guaranteed rate of return in the 2% range. But don't worry, your unbiased agent will assure you that the projected returns are much higher than the guaranteed minimum, likely in the 4-5% range. Translated into plain terms, your total return on this sucker when you die will be between those two numbers, probably between 3 and 4%. So I want to ask you, if you're going to commit a massive chunk of your monthly income to an investment for the rest of your life, are you okay with a 3 to 4% return? Me personally, I'm not, and I don't think you should be either. But even if you feel okay about that return, how do you think insurance companies are generating the returns on your cash value? <laughs> Why, they're investing in the very same things you could invest in yourself, but they're adding a layer of fees onto those investments. You can do better on your own, Jimmy, or perhaps with a good advisor's assistance. Again, we believe that investing and insurance are both important and good, but that it rarely makes sense to combine these two objectives into one mutant being. Of course, if you surrender the policy early, that means you stop paying the massive premiums. By the way, this is what happens to 80% of all people who purchase whole life policies. You'll have a much smaller and in many cases, severely negative return. It's a sad tale. But Mr. Wallet, you say, I want to reduce estate taxes and I have more than $23 million or I have a special circumstance that requires a permanent death benefit. <laughs> well, Jimmy, why didn't you say so? Permanent insurance is just the thing for you. Whole, or, whole life or universal life can fulfill a unique need for estate planning in high net worth households or in certain business planning situations. When I set out to write this article in the, in the first draft, I went into all the details about what are those business planning situations and how does the estate tax work. And my good friend Stephen told me, you know what, Mark, you're losing us here. So if you want to talk about that, throw us a question and, and we'll dig into the details. But this is when permanent insurance does something that no other financial instrument can do. In this case, put Mr. Permanent Insurance on your speed dial, call him often, he's the hero you need. But like I said, that's just not where most people live. Your last question, Jimmy, is simple. Could you just summarize and conclude and try to justify this whole superhero gimmick you've been using all day? I sure could, Jimmy. I sure could. So permanent insurance came from a faraway land, hatched by some insurance egghead who knows that complexity is sometimes good for sales. He has powers that are rarely useful to normal people. Always approach him with suspicion because he's got tiny returns in store for you. In sum, 
Whole life insurance has sharply negative returns when you hold it for a few years or less, and low returns even when held for decades. So, if you're listening to this and you've already held a whole life policy for a couple of decades, that policy might actually have pretty nice returns for you going forward. What I'm saying is, you've already done the bleeding that these policies demand in their early years. And depending on who you ask, the inflection point seems to be somewhere between 15 and 20 years for most policies. So if that's you, it might be wise to just stick it out and keep going. But if you signed up five years ago or less, it's almost always the right call to rip the Band-Aid off. You still need to do your due diligence on the policy to find out what the right move for your situation is, but get to work on that because waiting and hoping for the policy to do you right is a bit foolhardy. For most, cashing the policy out and investing the money wisely elsewhere will be a winning strategy long term. As said before, if you fall into the narrow slice of our readership for whom permanent insurance is smart and helpful, just make sure you know exactly what you're purchasing and buy it from a trusted advisor. For the rest of you who are just considering your insurance and investment options, I'm here to encourage you once again just snag an appropriately sized term life insurance policy and proceed with the construction of your Abrahamic empire. Do it in normal ways, by living below your means, axing your debt, and investing in the market. Jimmy, there's a lot of big bad guys out there, and I want you to know them when you see them. Not every hunk wearing a cape is your friend, but with the information that we've just described and your own due diligence, you'll sidestep every huckster and weird investment product that rolls into town. I believe in you, Jimmy. Now go write yourself a great story, kid. For Abraham's Wallet, I'm Mark Perry.